something. There's something in there, man. There's something stupid in the DNA that just makes you want a little chaos. You <laughs> know, something like... stupid in the DNA. <laughs> if that's not the title of your first comedy album, it's it'd be it'd be criminal. No, we already said the title of your first comedy album is "I Cooked Dinner for Murderers." <laughs> <laughs> and where did you do that? Albany County. Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> no transition there. Sorry. No. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! No, you were in. You were. He was in jail. He wasn't. Uh, you he were was in, in jail. Uh, let me tell you what, though. There's worse places than jail. Yeah, like where? <laughs> mental hospitals. Why? What's wrong with mental hospitals? You got a problem with the mentally ill? Are you saying they're not real people? No, they they treat they treat the mentally ill like shit in those places. Well, Wait, you know how who, do you, how, how do you know, Mike? <laughs> yeah, Mike Bellevue Russell. How do you know? No, Steve. What were you going to say though? <laughs> <laughs> you know who also treats the mentally ill like shit? Today's subject on our t- current today episode. I just lost track of how words work. Uh, episode of the song Popsy to Port. Uh, yep, that's it. The song Cropsy Retort. The song Topsy Report, where we dissect <laughs> bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. That's your host. Mick Brigadier. Who I'm pointing to, and... I'm Mike Russell. And I'm in charge of the choo-choo train to crazy town, Steve Trollinger. And you're getting us started off on the perfect note for that. I'm very tired and sweaty. <laughs> We're all very tired and sweaty. Uh, uh, today has been an eventful day. We're currently s- recording this in the middle of a film set. Yes. Oh, the, the of, uh, of uh, a great horror comedy movie that Mr. Nick Brigadier himself has written. Chad is not the killer. Yes. Oh, way to give it all away, Mike. Wait, oh, did you not want us to say it? No, no, please, Mike. Now you curse the production. Well, I know. I didn't want him. It's always better when someone else Always be promoting. A, B, P. A, B, P. Isn't that what the cops call out to? When they are. APB, all points bulletin. Oh, AP. No, no, when they're sharing the song topsy report, they also do A, B, P. Oh. All right, so today's a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, last week, I took us on a journey through the uh, cinematic landscape of the early aughts and a little bit in the 80s. You took us on a date. You took, took us took, all on a date. Took, us, took you all on a date. You I got a little handsy, you. Steve. I romanced but... you. I did the thing where I cut out the bottom with a popcorn bucket. Uh, <laughs> but it seemed to get a pretty good response, so I'll probably do it again next time. Anywho... There's uh, not butter in my popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Less salt next time, please, Steve. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. We're starting with that. I was going to say... Steve, I was going to say the, the complimentary, you know, if it is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you for joining us. But those listeners have left already, Steve. Yes. All, all that's left now are the people who don't know any better. And we appreciate you very much. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you've not done so already. Uh, but, no, so for this week... Uh, we have been doing a lot in the Dapper Devil Productions world between film shoots and web series shoots, Uh, but today, uh, Steve has done the primary research for today's subject material. So, yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag because this is, I think, the first time we've done an episode where I didn't originate the idea I did the research for. (laughs) Uh, Typically, I only do things that I want to do and not what other people ask me to do. It's just his way of life. Um, But who who gave us this idea? Oh, that's right. This is how it went. It went, went, this person to Mike to us 
to everyone else having other shit to do but me, so then I did it. Like film a movie. That's right. Uh, uh, a good a good buddy of mine and lo- loyal listener uh, to the podcast. I thought you were going to say uh, lawyer. Uh, no. uh, Rob Neves, yeah. He, uh, he sent this over. It kind of reminded him after the um, – who was the Star Trek guy? The, 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 the William Shatner. The William episode? Shatner uh, Mr. episode. Mr. Tambourine Man. Yeah. Uh, and he said – you know, he th- he came across this song, thought of it, and sent it in. So, yeah, so so I I've done the primary research on this. If I seem disinterested, I apologize. Uh, this was just a hand. This was thrown in my lap at the last minute. I totally didn't make the sacrifice play on purpose. No, Steve. The way you pitch that is, you say you're trying to maintain as professional an air as possible, and that's why you seem disinterested. You're trying to approach it in an analytical sense. You don't say it was thrown in my lap. Why don't you smack the dick out of your mouth, Nick, and let me keep going? <laughs> Not I got pro- to the bottom of the popcorn. That's why it's there. <laughs> Not professional. I ate my popcorn head first in the bowl. Oh. So, so here in the past couple weeks no. on the Song Topsy Report, we have been tackling some really uh, hard scrabble adult issues in the grown-up method that we have all been accustomed to tackling these issues. We tackled uh, all sorts of negative subject material, uh, people getting whizzed on, R. Kelly, which is a different thing about people getting whizzed on. Last week we talked about duck fucking. Um, the week, be- which, which, to be honest, listen, you know, just ahead of its time. Uh, just okay, ahead. we got the point. We <laughs> yeah. you made your point last week. Mike really wants everyone to know he's okay with people fucking ducks. And to keep to keep that streak alive, what better subject material for us to tackle in our steadfast adult grown-up manner than mental illness? Which one of us at the table has personal experience with? Now listen, okay, it's uh, you say personal experience. I mean, I've I've just you know I've been uh, I've been among those people. M- Mike <laughs> accidentally had personal experience. <laughs> it, well, it's uh, it's not that Mike has been diagnosed with anything. He just I guess was in the wrong place at the wrong time and had the wrong amount of BAC in my system. Yes. <laughs> Um, so to I don't, just so we're not tiptoeing around, I don't know if, if we've said the story before of Bellevue. We have. Okay, it, it may have been a while ago, but Mike accidentally ended up in Bellevue Mental Ward. We'll just say it up front. Yeah, I got blacked out, got blackout drunk. I woke up in a gurney, strapped to one in the basement that I soon found out was Bellevue. And then I found out that, you know, that was uh, the mental war. He was so. foaming from the mouth. He kept trying to scream to the orderlies, I just took too many Toms. <laughs> But they couldn't hear him because of all the tums in his mouth. And just to clarify, they didn't immediately let Mike go. Oh, no. They kept me for 24 hours. He, he got through several showings of the movie Lethal Weapon. It was it was a marathon that they just left on for some reason. That you watched with Keanu Reeves. You watched if, with Keanu. Was that really Keanu Reeves? It was though? a man who looked – he had a striking resemblance to Keanu Reeves. But um, his real name – I looked at his wristband. What was also Mike. Was Rianu Keys? Oh, I shouldn't say his name. Let's take that out. Uh, he had Bleep a striking that. resemblance uh, to Keanu Reeves, but his name was was Mike. Okay, it was a, a, a it wasn't me. It was a mirror. <laughs> you are you want a bigger shovel for that hole you're digging? Oh, Jesus Christ! Um, so for our for our subject material today, we're going to go into the wayback machine, all the way back to 1966. Now, what a year for music that was, gentlemen. Nineteen other hits in 1966. We got good vibrations. We got Yellow Submarine. We got Paint It Black, Ooh. Eleanor Rigby, Homeward Bound, and 
Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And that, which is a and then novel the stabbing begins, yeah, and then the stab, which is a novelty song from 1966 called "They're Coming to Take Me Away." Ha ha. The ha ha's even in the, the, the title. The in the title, yes. It's the comma, ha ha. I feel like yeah, you do need a nice laugh. Uh, said the Joker. Said the... <laughs> you know, in my opinion, you, know you my... do need a nice laugh. Um, Get out of here, Mark Hamill. We don't need your business. <laughs> I feel like this is a song that everyone is familiar with, but nobody's necessarily heard the whole thing. Everyone knows they're coming to take me away, ha ha. But I didn't. I, I didn't. Just, which is why I did the research. Oh no, I, I, I was aware of this song's existence. I just never really knew it beyond "They're coming to take me away." Ha ha. I think I even knew. I think I knew they're coming to take me away, and the ha ha is it was new to me, and I was like, oh. And then I listened to the whole thing, and I was like, holy, holy shit, this guy's crazy. Well, <laughs> bless you, bless you. Thank you. He isn't. <laughs> he just plays one on TV. Um, so they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. A novelty song, novelty, oh, Jesus, a novelty song from 1966, uh, written by singer, songwriter, and recording engineer Jerry Samuels under the stage name Napoleon the 14th. What a name. Is there a, there are not 13 Napoleons. No, there were three Napoleons. There was the Napoleon everyone knows, which is Bonaparte. And then there was uh, two others in the dynasty before. I think Napoleon the third became one of the first presidents of France or something like that. Um, so uh, Jerry Samuels, while working at Associated Recording Studios in New York, uh, was tinkering with a piece of sound equipment called a variable frequency oscillator. Now, I tried to research what, in fact, a variable frequency oscillator did. Sounds like something in like the Back to the Future car. You know? the fl- <laughs> I understand the flux capacitor better than I understand the variable frequency oscillator. You understand fiction better than reality. I do. <laughs> Which is why I'm in great company. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I honestly tried made the effort in case we had like some sound engineer files out there who were like listening in, like, oh, finally, it's time to shine. This is what I've been waiting for. Ninety six episodes, they're finally going to start talking about it. Uh, but uh, there wasn't really a lot of material out there to put it into layman's terms for me. I'm not really much of a sound guy when it comes to physics. I'm more of a light guy. I understand light a lot better. You're pretty fly for a light guy. Thank you. <laughs> um, but. Long story short, too late, uh, he found that, th- so the oscillator was a device that you could, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, people who are listening, was a device you could attach to other sound equipment um, to uh, to change, like, the, the, the frequency. So to change, like, the, I think, if I remember right, the distance between, like, the, uh, the, the crest of the curves, mm-hmm. you know, like, the frequencies change and they get, like, closer together and further apart. Oh, so you could, like, slowly slow down. Yeah. So voices or speed them up like that. Like so that we like just that. added yeah. an oscillator effect <laughs> right yeah. there. Mike wasn't just saying that. <laughs> so he found that uh, he could use it to raise or lower the pitch of a voice on a tape recording machine, so something that had already been recorded, um, without changing the tempo. So oh. essentially you could... Uh, achieve like a weird demented like high 
voiced, quick, without speeding yeah, it up. Without it's like speeding. Come to take me away. It's like, yeah. come so to take so me away. Which is yeah. different than what the chipmunks were doing. Yes, right? actually, it's ba- a lot of it's similar. A lot of technique is similar to what I can't remember his name, but yeah, the guy who did the novelty chipmunks, Johnny ones. Chipmunk. Yeah, Johnny Chipmunk. <laughs> Um, Johnny Chipmunk. So with that, with that little information, because I don't actually think we got to that part, uh, let's uh, let's go back to the beginning. Yeah, ended on a very ominous note. Yeah. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. So, and you know. There's um, I mean, just because well, we're in the song now. We're gonna can I talk about that for a second? Yeah, I was just gonna go a little bit further, but go ahead. Oh, well, do you guys think? I think there's two different types of people out there now: the people who respect what love means, and the people who are scared of what love means. Go on. This is actually I didn't realize this before. Now, given how much he likes to talk about how love is its special own special kind of madness, I didn't consider that before. That this is right up his alley. Oh, oh yeah. Then yeah. why did I do the research, Mike? Because <laughs> yeah. you you wanted to. Um, so you wanted to. So uh, so can you so. I feel like people are judged a lot when they get very passionate and and react to things in in a, in. in very physical manners like could you yourself now imagine dropping to your knees and begging someone not to leave like in your state of mind right now when was the last time you dropped to your knees and screamed at somebody like not to leave yeah um when someone who was working on a film for free had to leave early and we needed them for a continuity shot (laughs) You know, I'm only half joking. That's literally the only thing in my current frame of reference where I would beg someone to stay. Have you ever dropped to your knees, Steve? Not yet. But but if you want that promotion. Yeah. No, I could see that. I I could foresee myself doing that in a very specific circumstance. And it's... God, but when you think about it, when it's not happening, you're like, that's crazy. Like... Exactly. <laughs> like, You're going to be saying that a lot today. <laughs> like, I mean, on your knees, begging, hands and knees crawling. No, please don't. Jesus. Like, but shit, man. <laughs> the Dunkin' Donuts is closing. <laughs> but if someone doesn't do that, then you're like, you don't love me. Fuck you. <laughs> That's a great way to test that, too. <laughs> I don't know if they really love me. I better try to ruin them first. To see, re- to see if they react to see if they react the way I want them to. That is... <laughs> they're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, haha. So yeah, that's. Was, yeah. was there a time where this was a cute and funny song? Yes, 1966 for like uh, one month. <laughs> People we'll get laugh. in. We'll get into that later. Don't worry. People laugh for a month and then said, mm, "No, nah, that's there, there's a story. Don't worry. There's a story." Uh, yeah, I just love how we have like Mental Awareness Month now and whatnot. And yeah. <laughs> I love that every <laughs> your eyes got really wide. <laughs> that um, almost nearly every vowel after the letter H is a is a way to laugh. Ho ho he he ha ha. Hi hi hi. And hi. sometimes why. <laughs> what? Hoo hoo! Hoo hoo! 
yes, listeners, this uh, will be the remainder of the episode. We need to make the high high a laugh now. Well, it does not get the attention it deserves. You can die on that hill. No, that can be hi, 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 that can hi, be the hi, platform hi, hi. you run on when you finally get endorsed by the Freedom Party yeah. and run for office. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how leprechauns laugh. Hi, 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 hi. No, Steve, that's Irish people. Oh, sorry. Little column A, a little column B, am I right? Uh, so that, Shout out to our Irish listeners. Yeah. Uh, so that, uh, and they're on the floor. They can't hear us. Oh. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, what time is it? It couldn't be that late, right? Uh, what time is it? What time is it in old Dublin town? Is it drink o'clock? The left hand's on the pub symbol. <laughs> oh, it's all pubs around the clock. Um, so... Aren't you guys Irish or something? Yes, we are. That's why we're allowed to do this. Yeah. Um, so, as so you can tell, uh, that that's that's the effect in question. He's uh, a demented vocal effect that still maintains that steady rhythm of the snare drum and the tambourine, which creates a, a dichotomous and unnerving sense of both stability contrasted with instability. And then he uses like an echoing, uh, like tape delay effect. As well, later on to make. I it love it when you get all analytical. Like I know it is the echoing is a little eerie. You know, what is it about? It's that? like it's echoing through the dark caverns of his mind or your mind. Well, it's it's weird. We <laughs> this podcast is predicated on dissecting bad, bizarre, otherwise noteworthy music. I would argue the song had a, a specific intention that it is accomplishing. Well, I mean the 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 when he was tinkering with the sound and he got that effect, he immediately realized... I'm crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> no, he immediately realized, uh, like, it was a moment of inspiration. He's like, oh, this is... This is this is probably this is what madness sounds like. I've captured the sound of madness in a weird way, and I should write a song using this. Granted, it's not technically a song. <laughs> and then Gucci Gang comes out. Yeah, he's <laughs> not really singing it, but... that's That's a different kind of madness, man. That's like... Yeah. Now I think there should be a book. You know how there's like the uh, the languages of love. Yes. And the five pillars of like uh, what is it? It's like uh, verbal. Yeah, just the way that out, you communicate. Gift giving. Yeah, yeah. What? Where's the languages of madness? I think because there's different. I, I canceled my Columbia Records. Tri- uh, <laughs> Not prescription. Uh, prescription. I canceled my, my Columbia Records subscription like a decade ago, so I never got that one. Oh. <laughs> now that's what I call madness. Volume question mark. <laughs> Volume. <laughs> and then it's just random keys and letters. Volume oh, wow. ampersand. <laughs> you thought it was a joke, and so you laughed. You laughed. When I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid, right? You know you laughed, I heard you laugh. You laughed, you laughed and laughed, and then you left. But now you know I'm utterly mad. Yo, and who's crazy in this song? Is it the lady or the guy? I think the lady That's made... certainly uh, a way to look at it, Mike. I think the lady made a very good decision at separating herself from this obviously disturbed individual. She saw a crazy man. Yes. A crazy man in love on his knees begging and just laughed in his face. Laughed. Did, did she? This is quite the unreliable narrator we've got for this story. That could just be what he thought transpired. <laughs> really, she's crying. <laughs> he's like, stop she's laughing. She's crying and, he's, and she's screaming, put the knife down. Um, Do so, you think I'm trying to be funny? No, no. Are you fucking laughing? <laughs> so he... Uh, 
the the snare drum tambourine part he took from an old Scottish song uh, called "The Campbells Are Coming," which is kind of like the which is apparently the theme song for Clan Campbell. So uh, the the clans in Scotland all have their own theme songs, I guess. <laughs> oh, uh, they had were two percussive instruments, though. Oh uh, yeah, and then Bond has uh, his is Skyfall. <laughs> of course, it works because he's he's Scottish. He lives from Scotland, according to the movie Skyfall. So that's 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 where he yeah that cadence yeah that's where the cadence comes from. I'm gonna start sending that every time it's um, grilled cheese lunchtime and I'm about to get my tomato soup. You go right ahead and do that in the comfort of your own home, like a crazy person. Come on, they make the best tomato soup. The Campbells. Well, you gotta add stuff to it though. You add stuff to your Campbell's tomato soup? I had a splash of milk. Oh. What? Yeah. I've never well, added what? a splash of milk to soup. Well, well what? what do you do? I don't have soup. Oh, well, then <laughs> oh, well, shut you up. Know, you haven't even added soup to your soup then, Nick. I'm actually honestly trying to remember the last time I just had like a soup that wasn't like a Manhattan clam chowder. Oh, you're drinking Manhattan clam chowder? I'm not He's drinking, drinking it. it. It's a soup. There's broth in it. He's not handing you, like, a snifter of chowder, like, chowder? Oh, no, you haven't seen chowder? that new energy drink? It's just Manhattan clam chowder in a bottle, and you can just down it? I would like, I'm on a biking trail. I'm pedaling my ass off. I'm just pouring it over my head. Oh, thank God I have this Manhattan clam chowder. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to see that. Someone this, dumping me. I want to see like it's, this. Uh, it's so hot. This was a terrible choice. <laughs> oh, refreshing. It's like... It's like they have a Gatorade commercial, but it was but like it was Manhattan clam chowder. chowder. They're sweating out. <laughs> They're sweating like noodles and little clam and tomatoes. Uh, uh, just, just staring at one of their pores as a tomato comes through. <laughs> yeah, this song isn't for us, guys. This yeah, this not- song is for crazy people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. I have a correction here, guys. I have a correction here. Now, having visited the Funny Farm for, although a short period of time, long enough, uh, to tell you, there are no tweeting birds. There is no view of the outside world at all, actually. You're in a basement. You are in a basement. You're in a basement surrounded by thick walls and metal doors and um, and then a bunch of people in lab coats within like a little window facility. But it was still just like an open area with you and everyone else. Oh, right? yeah. It's yeah. open. You know, oh, yeah. that's, that's probably why when this song was released, a lot of people had problems with it because of the lack of accuracy. That's that, the most offensive part about that's the most songs. offensive part. <laughs> There's no, and they certainly don't let you knit down there. Are you crazy? Oh you my know? God, needles? Needles? No, man, no one if has. Keanu to... Reeves had needles. Imagine. <laughs> I've seen John Wick. <laughs> so this song uh, shot up to the top ten of the Billboard 100 Shut up. in 1966 Shut when it was released. Up. Yep, top fucking ten. It. It ended its rise at number three. This was number three on the top Billboard 
Why? Top 10. I think like Taylor Swift is there today, but in 1966, it was this fucking song. (laughs) What? We'll never, ever, ever (laughs) get back together. What? What were people doing? Like, ah, gather around, everybody. I'm going to put on the old crazy tunes. (laughs) (laughs) Some sort of Yay, crazy tunes. (laughs) Some sort of weird radio. Are you fucking like... Fucking like what's his face in Annette Funicello or something? <laughs> you're doing you're doing like the Mike Russell's Music Variety Hour, where all the hip happening songs of the day are played for you fun kids to dance to. I can almost understand that though. This was the age of novelty songs. I'm sure this song didn't sound like anything else on the radio. No, and and he's using technology in a way that was previously, uh, in a way it was not previously used. Can you? <laughs> You imagine, you know how a lot of SoundCloud rappers, you know, take old backtracks and yeah. or like chorus things, and and then I, with this, with this song, I want to, I want to hear it now. It, you know, <laughs> like, I want to, like, I want the bridge was, to be a sick rap, and then going into there. The- uh, I forget what the song was called, but there is a uh, a song by. Kanye West and Kid uh, Cuddy? Yeah, Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy. I can't remember what the song is called, but it uses this. No way. It does sample this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. But the song would work in like the SoundCloud rapper context because I was um, watching this video just explaining how rap music uh, triplets have become more popular compared to like old rap. So triplets like da-da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, like that kind of cadence is popular. This kind of works. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. He-he. Ha-ho. The, um... Oh, my God. Guys, we... The ad-libs are built into it. I need I need to make my SoundCloud rap about Bellevue, but this is the backtrack. Okay, so now here's where I'm going to stop you. <laughs> there's a reason... Yes, manager Steve. Uh... <laughs> There's there's a there's a there's a reason for the notoriety of this song. Uh, it's not exactly taking the topic of mental illness in hand in a sensitive and forthright way. Wait, Steve, expand upon this. I don't understand. Uh, so this song, uh, like I said, shot up to the top ten of the Billboard 100, evened out at number three. The only reason it never got to number one was because many radio stations removed it from rotation within like a week or two of it being released due to both real and perceived public backlash due to the sensitive subject material that it seemed to mock. So even in 1966, which is, I think we can agree, uh, you know, part of a decade in which people weren't necessarily concerned with being politically correct, uh, even then there was at least this sense of like, oh man, this isn't cool. We shouldn't make yeah. fun of the mentally the mentally ill like this. Oh my God! Uh, in New York, especially, two top forty stations, WABC and WMCA, both banned the song outright. WABC's DJ at the time, a man by the name of Dan Ingram, once played the song a number of times in a row in the same like three hour block for his show. But each time he announced that it was going to be a different song, <laughs> until people called in to express their displeasure with that fun little tack. <laughs> Was he just trying to mess with people? Like, yeah, he was like, oh, I'm going to get into the spirit of this tune, and now uh, here comes Monday Monday by the Mamas and the Papas. I cooked your food, I cleaned your house, and this is how you pay me back for all my- And now it's time for uh, that uh, that great new uh, 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 Simon and Garfunkel hit, 
Uh, I am a rock. Kind, unselfish, <laughs> loving deeds. Ha? Well, you just ha? wait. They'll fight. Ha? Now imagine that, but like every couple of songs for three hours. Imagine how much fun that gets each time it happens. And unlike me, he plays the whole song afterwards. I know this is a novelty song, but it's shit. It's like, it's talking. He's just talking the whole time. Brings me back to like a yeah. A look what you Why do you think do. we're covering it on this show? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Mike, you're saying we're talking about a bad song? I know. I just want people to understand that even even though they got a uh, that snare drum and sick tambourine. Yeah, beat. that's a pretty sick snare drum tambourine <laughs> beat, bro. It's sick a... beat, sick beat. And it's using mentally unwell beat. No, continue to defend the song. Oh, Nick, I love you, man. I... <laughs> So, Yo, this beat needs psychiatric care, bro. So the, the mass banning of the song led it to make a different kind of history uh, as the song with the quickest drop down the Billboard Top 100. So after peaking at three, the next week it dropped to five. The week after, 37. Wow. Holy Jesus. And mostly it's just because people were, like, people were either getting it or they weren't getting it, and they were. And there's really not much left to the song after that. You're like, you're not going to listen to this for enjoyment. Now, here's the question for you: Did the radio stations kill the song? Did the song kill itself? Or did video, in fact, kill, kill the radio stars? <laughs> it's 1966, so mine is not the right answer. Uh, okay, because like I always like the radios. They, they got a lot of, or they had, I guess. They don't have as much power anymore. I don't even know where people really go to get most of their... I don't know where people go to get most of their, like, talk radio anymore. And so I wonder if there's, like, an extra, like, a different platform that exists right now. Like, like untethered to radio? Where you could way. listen to it at your own convenience. Yeah, like on the internet or something. Okay. Okay. It's an interesting idea. I'll look into it. <sighs> What do you? Never mind. Just fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of power back in the day, and they controlled what everyone heard. Yeah. And hey, now they lost that power because Mike, there's internet radio. Mike, Mike, guess what? You've been trolled. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that back again. That's good. Yeah. Yet, and when they do, they'll put you in the ASPCA, you mangy mutt. You and bitch. <laughs> um. So. Is that what he was trying to say? I mean, so. What do you think is worse? He, what do you think is worse? <laughs> like, Mangy mutter bitch, is that? <laughs> if, you, if you had to call somebody a mangy mutt or a bitch, which one's going to make them more mad? I would, I would actually go with option three, vicious hose. <laughs> Come on. Vicious hose is slightly censored. You know, it has a soft, the shiz. Mike, did you call someone that by any chance? Is that why you're... Is there, in fact, a photo of you midway through saying the phrase vicious hose that exists on the internet? Okay. Come on, man. I've already tarnished my reputation enough with Bellevue. Why why you got to bring up SUNY Albany like that? Imagine when talking about how you got handcuffed to a gurney in Bellevue's mental ward is the second most embarrassing thing that's brought up. Third, we talked about the time we went to jail before that. Very briefly. Did we? Why? At the beginning of the episode, oh, yes. Jesus I don't think that's embarrassing. Everything you said about what you that's did. Bad ass. There, <laughs> you cooked dinner for murderers. I, I did. I did. That's, you guys dodged that question. I'll give you that one. 
What was the question? I honestly forgot. Which would we rather call a woman, a bitch or a mangy mutt? <sighs> Here's the thing. And, and it's bi- not because they're both bad. O- I wanna, they're both bad options. They're terrible options. You're Mike, in trouble when it happens. Mike wants to know which one would we would choose because there are zero other options. You have That's to right. call them something. Yes, like, like uh, you have to call women a bad thing, but which bad thing do you want to an, call? Them? An evil wizard has put a spell on you, where you can only call your lover. A witch kissed me, and now I can only say bitch or mangy mutt. I I remember that grim fairy tale. Here's the thing, mangy mutt. I actually think is worse because bitch is just in the vernacular. Whereas mangy mutt means you thought about it. It wasn't you reacting emotionally. You thought to call this person that. So even though on the surface, I don't think it's as offensive, the fact you had to think of that makes it more offensive. It it has even... If I was under the same wizard curse. It's got that... Anytime you added an adjective to something. Yes. I feel like it just makes that, like... It hits that much harder. Really? You stupid bitch? <laughs> yes! Exactly! I agree with you, Mike. Wonderful friend. <gasps> Oh, see, wow, it works both ways. It makes it more powerful. <laughs> Shut up, you wretched hoe. <laughs> wretched hoe. I'm calling Mike that, by the way, not women. That's a, I was directing that at Mike. I wanted to be very, very perfectly clear. That's not true. Steve was wildly gesticulating <laughs> out the window as if he was implying that it was all women. Uh, now, this this song, as we could tell so you far... You awesome asshole. Thank you. Well, is that uh, confusing? I don't know. Um, this song is ostensibly about a man driven mad by breakup. I think we can agree up to a certain point that that was the case. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's this bit at the end, though, where he adds a bit about the ASPCA. So there's an act that's actually uh, on purpose uh, because... Um, uh, <laughs> it was a promotion to encourage people to adopt more pets? It was a commercial. <laughs> Samuels was actually concerned that some people might n- not get the fact that this whole song's meant to be taken in jest. Um, he he was he was just slightly concerned that people might react poorly to this song, so he added that bit at the end because uh, you know, like a descent to madness uh, because of something relatable like a lost love, like that's a little bit closer to home. So to make it. All the more obvious that the the realm of ridiculous that he was writing in, uh, he added the bit at the end to make it seem as though he had actually gone crazy because he, his dog ran away from him. Uh, this is so dumb. How's your dog going to laugh at you? Welcome to the Song Taps <laughs> Report, Mike, where we dissect bad, bizarre, otherwise noteworthy music. I'm, I'm trying to imagine like a crazy guy being like, yo, like going out to the bar, and he's like, guys, you know, my, my dog keeps laughing at me. Has no respect. Really mm. hurts my feelings. Like mm, maybe this was setting up the son of Sam. Son of, I was just gonna say this is exactly how the son of Sam got started. <laughs> he kept laughing at me, and he said he was the devil. That's what his dog does to him in that movie. In real, in real life. life, the son of Sam killer. He thought his dog was inhabited by the oh, possessed by the sh- spirit of the devil, and was telling him to kill people. Did he kill his dog? No. no. The dog told him to oh, kill Oh, so he people. just kept killing people. He, yeah, in New York City, right here. He murdered, like, it what right was here, it? Right outside. What was it, 1970? It was in the 70s, yeah. I can't um, remember. Hey, listen to this song, guys. Fun <laughs> fact, a former co-worker, her father was one of the cops in New York City during the summer of The Son of Sam. Yeah. Her father was the Zodiac killer. Yes. And he was very upset at his thunder being stolen. <laughs> this, this 
fucking guy is, is a dog is a notoriety. You know, I'm so much more clever than he is. You know, zodiac signs. <laughs> so they were most offended about. Do you think? Do you think murderers, like the the serial killer guys, when they go in the same big house, like just kind of like a like a like a standoff for who's like alpha murderer? You know, like I don't know. We haven't been to jail. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, you might have more experience. I'm pretty sure in a supermax prison, they try to. It's not like it's not like Oz. It's it's a supermax prison. They try to keep all of the really, really, really crazy, like off kilter ones separate from each well, that's, other. That's what you said. Like you weren't with the murderers. No, 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 I just cooked for them. Yes, it's not like Charlie Mance is sitting down at the old lunch bench with uh, with uh, old drug runner John. Yeah. How much money do you think could be? You know how, um, at least in America, it seems like people are obsessed with serial killers. They love them. Mm. They love the Netflix series. They love. Would it be unethical for a for-profit? <laughs> a for-profit what? For a for-profit supermax security prison to take all like the. Like the famous serial killers that are in there, and ship them all off and start their own reality TV show inside a so Lord of the Flies, Lord of the Flies, but instead of children, but with confessional like cutaways, like a reality TV show. Yes. <laughs> BTK killer keeps stealing my spot at the lunch table. I'm like, what the? <laughs> I want to see it. Is that messed up? Kind of. Uh, they killed a lot of people. I know. Like real people whose lives were actually affected. No, guys. I'm not saying that that's not terrible and horrible. Like, I'm as, saying... someone, as someone who just literally hours ago was directing you guys in a horror comedy about a serial killer, I have to say, Mike, that's deeply offensive. I want to say this. I am anti-serial killer. Oh, thank well, God you cleared that up. Brave. Wow. Brave. So right. brave. All right. I was worried for a second. I'd mow them all I down also hate I could, cancer. Yeah. I <laughs> want it to be known. I'm anti-cancer. Guys, I'm going to take a stance. Blindness, not cool. No. <laughs> Let the people see I really, blindness. I really wish it wasn't around. <laughs> but blind people are cool. Y- yeah. What, if, what about blind serial killers, Mike? <laughs> what ethical quandary uh, would that put you uh, in? They're, they're oddly talented, I suppose, in some way. Like... All right, back to the <laughs> song. Good, good defendant. <laughs> Back to the song. This is gonna. This is not going well. Um, oh, by the way, it took him nine months to do this song. How? It took him nine it? months to complete this song. Well, because there was a lot of technical. Like it, <laughs> the recording part was fine, but then he had to like, I don't know, futz with it. I guess. Why didn't he just use an app? Nineteen sixty six. Oh, Nick, you're such an apple, man. Like, come on. <laughs> an apple. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> now this you called me an asshole directly, but that was clever. Yeah. I'll let you. This song, like many, like many songs, uh-huh. like many singles, uh-huh. uh, had a B side. Um, Sometimes B side episodes. Check them out. Now right. the B side for ABP. The B side for they're coming to take me away is titled Ah Ah Yawa M Ikat Ot Nimak. Er Yehit, which, if you say it at a certain point in the South Pacific, will raise up the great old one, Dagon. He went Lovecraftian? No, that was my joke. <laughs> Way to play along, Nick. Thank you. Thought that was going to be a really funny joke that you'd like. Wow. Um, the B-side for They're Coming to Take Me Away, Aha, 
is the reverse of their coming to take me away. Aha. Uh -huh. All right, kids, are you worshiping Satan yet? <laughs> that's freaky. I don't care if it's a joke, man. That's that kind of shit freaks me out. I don't like it. <laughs> There's messages in there, man. I'm telling you, that's pretty metal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually afraid to play any more of that. Oh, you guys remember Yak? It's like the Well to Hell recording. You remember when Yakbacks would do the reverse? I could never. I always tried to say shit backwards so it would yeah. come out right frontwards. Never works. Yeah. What's it take to make that happen? Yeah. Is it all about the cadence? Practice, of your voice? I guess. Practice. Are there any languages that have been made that are just like talking in reverse? Esperanto? No. That's <laughs> not how you reverse. Uh, the only time I've heard of that is uh, in. Twin language? Well, no, in Twin Peaks, actually. Oh. In Twin Peaks, when they're in the Black Lodge, for anyone who doesn't know what Twin Peaks is, I apologize, but there's scenes in like this supernatural location called the Black Lodge, and everyone's voice sounds very weird, and what David Lynch did was he had the actors say their lines phonetically backwards, and then he played it in reverse in the actual show. So it sounds like, my name is... And I'm here to help you. Because the actors were say, trying their best to say it phonetically oh backwards. And then they played it in reverse. And it just makes everything feel very slightly weird and unnatural. I, Much like this B-side. I always wondered what the hell was going on. In that. So the first episode I ever watched was the first episode of the, the new season that was 20 years older than the original. right? Yeah. And I was just like, holy, what the fuck is going on in here, man? That, that is the worst show to pick up on in Media Race. No. Yeah, that's, that's what my girlfriend told me. She's like, this is what you're dumb. Why did you start in the middle of Twin Peaks? <laughs> it was a new show. 20, year, 20 years and in the middle. Like, I'll, I'll watch the first, I'll watch the first, like, the first part from the 80s and, and still not get it. I still don't know if David Lynch is a genius or he's just making shit up. I can't tell. That's what makes a genius. Yes. Um, music critic Dave Marsh, in his book, The Book of Rock List, which we should totally pick up, by the way, because it's, it's like a, a big-ass book. I think it's out of print right now. I love big-ass books. Yes. Yeah. How'd you know? It's a big-ass book full of unusual rock and roll facts and trivia. I feel like we oh, could really get a lot of use out of that. Color me intrigued. Um, but he called it, quote, the most obnoxious song to ever appear in a jukebox, end quote. In a this in is a, a jukebox, jukebox song. Yes. Can you imagine like you're in a bar and everyone's like drinking at like a rough and tumble bar and you're the guy, you're the asshole who walks in and she's like, hmm, what should I play? Oh, this will get the crowd bumping. E5. <laughs> coming to take me away, haha. -ha, they're coming to take me away. Ho -ho, he -he, Why are you guys all looking at me like that? Where life is beautiful all the time and I'll be Here's happy to see. in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a dabbable song. I mean, the way Mike was just attempting to dab, I think that's the only way you can dab to this. <laughs> like a crazy person. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. That is hilarious. If I could find this on a jukebox and put it on, like... 
Dave Marsh uh, claims Night ruiner for a lot of people, man. That's <laughs> Dave Marsh once claims uh, this as a fact that the song once cleared a diner of forty patrons in three minutes flat. Wow! Wow! This is the most powerful song we've ever discussed. I know. I'm I'm afraid to keep playing it. I don't want to damage any sort of sense of sanity. Wait, that if they... you played the B side, would that mean they all come back? Maybe. I'd, I'd hesitate to do it. I don't want that kind of power. <laughs> so the song, the song's popularity was so great. You asked me about that like at the beginning of the episode. Like, how popular was this song? Yeah. The song's popularity was so great at the time that Warner Brothers commissioned an entire album from Samuels of similar songs in the same vein. Uh, songs like uh, Marching Off to Bedlam, I Live in a Split-Level Head, and this little ditty, photogenic, schizophrenic, you. Oh, that sounds flirty. <laughs> this change sure. in me, what can it be? Is it really true? If the answer is yes, then I confess. Here's who I owe it. <laughs> what? Photogenic schizophrenic you With your golden hair askew Oh my god, I, that... I don't like that song. That is... <laughs> Wait, I'll play some more. Cool about your dual personality. Cause I know that both of them are mad for me. Oh. <laughs> Guys, that is... Who is this song is, for? That is so cute. That's when you got a crazy... Both of her personalities are meant for me. <laughs> when you got a crazy lady at home, and you just love her to death, you know? Like, you take every part of her. <laughs> like... <laughs> I lo- both halves. That might be one of my new favorite songs. I've, I'm <laughs> photogenic. I, uh, why am I not surprised? Schizophrenic. You know, because I'll tell you, when when people got mad about Mike. about Danny burning down King's Landing, you know what? Jon Snow should have been right on the back of that dragon with her. Man, he messed up. Because what happened to him at the end of the series? He ends up all by his lonesome, up, uh, you know, exiled from the whole community anyway. He didn't. He didn't leave a hero, except in our eyes. You touched your heart when you said the word eyes. <laughs> are you okay? The only eyes that matter are the eyes of the heart. Even though that's what Gandhi said. <laughs> are you sure you didn't write schizophrenic, photogenic? You. <laughs> the only eyes that matter are the eyes of the heart. The heart has eyes and ears to hear as well. So here's the end of the we song. We've gone off the rails here. Here's the end of the song. Those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away. To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes and they're coming to take me away. Now, I'll tell you. It's, uh, it's gotten more progressive at the Funny Farm. Um, most uh, I only talk to uh, women in lab coats. Oh wow! Look at how all far women. we've come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we we've, we've really we've really all passed the Bechdel test as a society, haven't we? <laughs> I'm gonna end. I'm gonna I'm gonna end on this. Uh huh. On not that. I'm gonna end on something else. <laughs> I'm gonna end on this. End recording. Um, 
So there have been, surprisingly, numerous covers of this song uh, over the years. And, and we kind of hinted at that a little bit earlier. We thought that this would make for a very coverable song. Um, there's one I discovered. There's a, there was one that's supposedly in Latin, but I couldn't find that one. Um, but there's one that I found uh, that was one of the most recent ones uh, by a little fellow known as Biz Marquis. What? Stop. Oh Remember when they used to say that there would be such a blame? You said that these bullets just wouldn't work. Well, you walk right out the door and need my practice more and more. Now it seems that I'm totally obsessed. That's why they come and take me away. I was hoping the volume was going to be jacked way up on that one, but <laughs> wow, he really, he really gave the ha's a ha there, huh? Like, so this is actually this is not a straight cover. Like, uh, Biz actually rewrote a lot of these lyrics to be more uh, to, to to modernize it and it be more about him personally as opposed to mental illness, because I don't think Biz wanted any piece of that. <laughs> Where pizzas don't let all the time And whack em seasons stay around As long as I need to start And show up the men in the coast I'll be happy to go They're coming to take me away <laughs> I like how they're, they're happy No, They're all happy to go They want to go It's because they're not mentally well their, their ability to order their emotions In a way that makes sense Is part of the problem Their inability to decide to, to to decipher that what feels like happiness is actually anxiety. It makes the song <laughs> deeply tragic. Yeah. It is tragic because that's not a fun place, man. Bellevue, no. No. <laughs> man, hot takes all over the place uh, I'm today. I'm telling you, hot takes here, guys. Mike, hot takes. Newsflash, Mike Russell. <laughs> hates, hates cancer. <laughs> thinks Bellevue is bad. <laughs> No, the people at Bellevue do great work, but it's not a place you would want to end up, especially after the women's soccer ticker taper parade. Was that it? <laughs> oh my god, which is kind of topical right now since the this is four years later. The yes, <laughs> oh my god, Mike, be careful. <laughs> I will not be out celebrating after they win. Um, yeah, it was after their ticker tape parade. And they're doing a really good job so far, Mike. Ass. There might be another parade with which you could go to celebrate. I'm Ubering home. Uh, but that's, they're coming to take me away. Ha ha, they're coming to take me away. I, I, I feel like there's, I feel like we touched a lot of notes. And I feel like I said a lot of half things. Didn't fully address a lot of other things. Like, so business as it's, usual it's, for the song tops, you're a poor. It's that level of thoroughness that we always strive for. But no, Steve, um. This was very informative. Uh, other than the course of the song, I basically knew nothing about it prior to this, so thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome for this knowledge. Completely unnecessary. I feel better. I feel better about a lot of things right now. Wow, okay. <laughs> you didn't write a problematic song about mental health. I didn't. You wrote an empowering song about sexism in video games. That is correct. Yeah, well, listen to sexism in video games on YouTube. All right. Now we're going to do an episode on that song at some point. <laughs> Maybe it'll be one of the ones you're not able to hear for. Yeah, next time I can't make one, you guys <gasps> should do that. Oh, no, we have to have the input of the artist. Oh, touched, guys. <laughs> uh, but, guys, you thank- are touched. <laughs> Just not in the heart. In the brain? Is that what you're. Yeah, Mike, in the head. <laughs> you stupid bitch. <laughs> 
Oh, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out Dapper Devil Productions, especially our Instagram, because literally today, as of this recording, was the first day of the uh, rest of our lives. Exactly. That's all day. Don't are. you forget about me. No, the first day filming the upcoming horror comedy film that we were working on, Chad is Not the Killer, written and directed by myself and starring uh, my two co-hosts in front of me. Whoop. And tomorrow, one of them is going to get their throat slit by a killer. One of us will die. The other will not die. Uh, so that will be coming out hopefully in October. Tune in next week. Same Chad time. Same Chad channel. Chad channel. Chad channel. Chad channel. Chad channel. But yeah, that's in the pipeline. Uh, and Mr. MikeRussell.com. Uh, yes! You can follow me on Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.D-O-T. And uh, check out DapperDevilsProductions.com for my, I don't know, you want to read a bio that's just me <laughs> just trashing on UCB and talking about the Sontas Report. I want to watch Dairies of Our Lives. Yes, check out Dairies of Our Lives. A web series that has just not quite, listen people, I'm not going to be satisfied until that thing hits four digits. I'm telling you, four digits of lists of views, mm-hmm. and then I'll stop bitching about it. So please then, for our sake, listeners, check yeah. it out. But yeah. it's also very funny. It's very punny. It involves a lot of milk. And uh, yeah, also please uh, leave what the f- five star review, preferably on uh, Apple Podcast. And why don't you send us an email telling us what? Nope, not that one. Uh, <laughs> what your mental illness <laughs> That's is? What I was of course, say. you were going to say that, Mike. <laughs> what would there to be gained from that? What problematic condition would you like us to write a song about? Perhaps you're epileptic. <laughs> or maybe you have diabetes or can't eat gluten. What troubles you? Yeah, right? Is that is that nice? Or I don't know, if you were to summon no, a demon. No, don't send us that. Yeah, if one of our <laughs> listeners is like, I just killed a man. <laughs> oh, what horrible crime of you no, 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 just kidding. Um, no, uh demons. Let's go with demons. Possession. We talked about that for a second. What demon what, what demon would you raise from uh from from What uh, demon? Uh, what are they supposed to say? <laughs> well, how many demons are there? Uh, thousands, depending <laughs> on the various religions and Beliefs that you have. Great. So there's a lot of options. Okay, sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? A smorgasbord of dem- demonic pleasures. And uh, on that note, Steve, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me as part of the smorgasbord of demonic pleasures. Uh, I am the demon Azathoth. Uh you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo and on the Dapper Devil Productions website. Uh, and uh, this this episode, uh, researching this episode, really did really did help me a lot because I was having my own little bad mental health day episode uh, yesterday. And uh, so oh. to to talk about it in a way that's I'm sure gonna just get us all in all sorts of trouble really makes me feel a little bit better than than I was feeling yesterday. So thank me. Thank me. Oh, You're welcome, oh. me. Way to go, Steve. And and <laughs> that will be my microwave telling me my pop tarts are done. <laughs> well, Steve, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. I'm sorry to hear that you weren't before. You know, I was in a little mental funk myself, man. I feel like we're all coming out of it. Was it bad weather? Was it just a weird month? What was it? You know. Uh, we don't have time to get into that right now. <laughs> Another hour. Uh, but no, guys, thank you so much for listening this week. I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm giving it back to Biz Marquis. Why are they coming to take me away? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> you don't like that, He's peeking so much. He's screaming into the microphone. The audio engineer's like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs> Hi. <laughs>
It's a Dapper Devil production, see?